Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 656. Didn't notice it for a long while. Then once I became aware of it, it took me much longer to lay my finger on what the difference was. It felt as if I had moved from an empty room into a room where someone was asleep. Except, of course, that there was no one there. It was as if everything around me was deeply asleep. The trees, the stones, the rippling stream that widened into Florian's pool. All these things felt more solid, more present than I was used to, as if they were ever so slightly aware of me. The thought that I would eventually leave the Fey alive and unbroken was an unfamiliar one for Florian, and I could tell it troubled her. Often, while in the midst of an unrelated conversation, she would change direction and make me promise, promise, to return to her. I reassured her as best I could, but there are only so many ways you can say the same thing. After perhaps three dozen times, I said I will do my best to keep myself safe so I can come back to you. I saw her face change, becoming first anxious, then grim, then thoughtful. For a moment, I worried she had decided to keep me as a pet mortal after all, and I began to berate myself for not fleeing the Fae when I had the chance. But before I could begin to grow genuinely concerned, Valorian cocked her head to one side and seemed to change the subject. Would my sweet flame like a coat? A cloak? I have one. I said, gesturing to where my possessions lay scattered at the edge of the pavilion. Only then did I notice that the tatty old tinker's cloak wasn't there. I saw my clothes, my boots, my travel sack, still bulging with the mare's lockbox, but my cloak and sword were gone. The fact that I hadn't noticed their absence was understandable, as I hadn't bothered dressing since I first woke next to Florian. She looked me over slowly, her expression intent, her eyes lingering on my knee, my lower arm, my upper arm. It was only when she took hold of my shoulder and turned me so she could examine my back that I realized she was looking at my scars. Valerian took hold of my hand and traced a pale line that ran along my forearm. You are not good at keeping yourself safe, my quoth. I was a little offended, especially as there was more than a little truth to what she said. I do fairly well, I said stiffly, considering the trouble that I find. Valerian turned over my hand and examined my palm and fingers closely. You are not a fighter, she mused softly to herself, yet you are all iron-bitten. You are a sweet bird that cannot fly. No bow, no knife, no chain. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Uh, the, the really fun stuff for me is on the next page when she starts speaking in iambic pentameter. So I'm going to bite my tongue and wait to talk about that um, for down the line a little bit. I don't think that Valerian has like hidden his stuff. I think of this as kind of like, like, you know, fairy tale logic, like... I don't know, like in the Green Knight when the axe just shows up again, um, 
or is it there's something like that where like he loses the axe and then it's like there again in in the room or something like that like it's just sort of like he's in the realm of fairy tales so i'm not bothered that there's like a fairy tale deus ex machina where his sword and cloak are gone the sword i understand because like maybe it's iron and maybe Florian ditched it because she didn't want to have iron around but well the, the, the cloak could be gone because the tinker gave it to him and it served its purpose he dropped his stuff as he was chasing Florian. Please don't write in to tell us. I was uh see, I imagine it as like a like a Snow White esque fairy tale or not fairy tale, uh a Snow White esque like forest animal parade that kind of just walks by and takes his stuff with it. Yeah, like a bunch of chipmunks and birds. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Why would they take the ratty cloak and not the lockbox full of gold? Because <laughs> it was too heavy. Touche. What what need do fairy tale animals have for gold? Well, you know, they could use it to. I mean, what need do they have for a cloak? Buy suet and. <laughs> you uh... can use it to line their little nests. <laughs> that's with. Like, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Are there animals in Fey? Are there critters? Hey, well, that's the thing. There aren't, as far as we've seen. Yeah. Just the butterflies. Mm-hmm. Which I think of as like. An extension of Valerian herself. Yes, that makes sense. They'd be like her familiars? Yeah, or like, they're like a part of her glamour. Okay. You know, like they're, they're like a part of her. Oh, okay. So this, it, I mean, it's on the page, but it, it's kind of a tangent. So Quoth hasn't put on his clothes since he first woke up with Valerian. And part of me is like, wow, how lovely that must be to be in a place that is so perfectly temperatured that you never feel the need to put on clothing. Because I don't think I've ever been in a place where I was, like, the perfect temperature. Like, I always need, like, I always either need something or, like, it's too hot. Like, there's no perfect temperature. And I'm just, like, very jealous of this perfectly temperatured place. No, that's a good observation, though. It tells us more about the Fae, that, like, there's no weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. I wonder, well, there, are there breezes? Apparently. Not so much that he ever felt the need to wrap his cloak around him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might not even be, not that there's no weather, although you're right that the, there hasn't been any weather to call attention to, but it might simply be that you're not affected by uh, heat or cold when you're, in, like, maybe Valerian's like, I don't want him to have to worry about this. So Do I'm you think Valerian's in charge of it? Do you think it's like her realm, therefore her rules? Or do you think it's just like the Fae doesn't have such such acts of like randomness doesn't have such systems uh I ostensibly think... not her realm if she doesn't isn't part of the peerage right? well might not be no like this i think this zone that he's in is her domain oh, okay. like i think she controls what happens it's her zone it. within twilight yeah her pavilion it might just be it but also when he goes wandering naked to meet the cafe he doesn't seem to be bothered by the weather either yeah so maybe she like consciously or unconsciously she's like i don't want him to be uncomfortable mm. Well, what if weather, much like time, also has its own areas? Like there's a place that is storm and whatever Faye yeah. controls the storm is is there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, could be. Could be. You uh, may never know. Indeed. Something that we get on this page is like this, this sense of menace. This There's like this sense that like quoth feels like he's in a room where someone else is even though he can't like identify what is causing that sensation there's just like this pervasive itching sensation that he's not alone uh which i think is a useful way for rothfuss to to constantly be alternating in fey between 
these kind of like sublime otherworldly pleasures that Cloth is enjoying and this like sense of threat and unease that we're constantly kind of like ping-ponging between. Mm-hmm. It also might say something about the nature of Fae where there is like a, uh, some kind of sentience to it. Yeah. Like it has, it's, it, it it's has, aware on some level. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, uh, Valerian is like trying to tell him like, you need something that's going to keep you safe because you're reckless and stupid and fragile and mortal and you're going to die. And Quoth, as the very teenage boy, responds, no, I don't. I'm fine. <laughs> Take care of myself. No, uh, you're wrong. Uh, but it's, it's interesting. Like it, it tells us something about Felurian that, like, I don't know what it says about Felurian, but, like, her way of kind of trying to ensure that he gets back to her, but also to kind of keep him safe, is to offer him, like, a piece of protection. Mm-hmm. Offer him... You know, a, something new for his inventory. Indeed. <laughs> it's quest complete. Uh, mm-hmm. Epic item. Epic tier item acquired. That's right. Legendary. It's like purple and glowy. Yeah. Uh, it's soul bound, so you uh, can't trade it. That's right. Um, but <laughs> Go away. it's also like a, a thing where I think in some sense she's protecting her investment a bit because she is trying to send him back out into the world of mortals uh, with like a particular subquest in mind. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does seem to have a lot of scars. He does seem to get into scraps an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, don't think we've seen the shade pay off in the story yet, right? Like, it hasn't explicitly saved, saved his life to my memory. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to point out that Florian says, like, you're not a fighter, yet you're all iron-bitten. Uh, which to me kind of speaks to the fact that like Fos doesn't, he's not like a warrior. He's not, he's never had any formal like martial arts training or anything, not yet, but he has, he has grown up in the school of hard knocks and he has become this kind of like pragmatic survivalist because of the the circumstances of his upbringing. Uh, and I think that's what she's recognizing there. I mean, he also, I, I suppose she could, just be recognizing his scars like well i think that's why i think that iron bitten is a rare example where words mean two things at once where he's like he's literally been bitten by iron right he's like been cut up by knives and stuff but i think that in the same way that you use the the phrase hard bitten to describe someone who is a grizzled veteran of of action i think she's also commenting on how because of the physical trauma and mental trauma that he's suffered he has become you know, when he feels like he has to be a pretty hard-bitten, nasty character. Yeah, and this could be like an idiom in mm-hmm. in Fey, meaning the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But then, what do we think she means when she says, you are a sweet bird that cannot fly, no bow, no knife, no chain? He's got no iconic tool. Hmm. Like, I don't know, she, she seems to... And actually, that's a good question. Like, I... Yeah, I kind of read it that way. Like, what's your, what's your weapon? What's your iconic? Uh, right. What's your What's your gear? What's your thing? Yeah. Not that Florian has one either, but. Mm. Well, okay. So if we were to break it down to those three items, a bow is a distance weapon, a knife is a close range weapon, and a chain is something that would keep you down, like tied to a certain it might place. Be, it might be like chain mail or like a yeah like a fighting or, chain, or it could be like a chain of office, like mm. because if you are you know a king or a vizier or something, you don't necessarily need a weapon. Also, weapon... chain is a homonym for the seven. Mm. Oh, 
I mean, I think that's digging a little deep. Yeah, even, she doesn't but... want to mention them, so. Oh, but maybe she doesn't want, in the same way that the word bear comes from the fact that we didn't want to have to say the word for bear, so we said the brown thing until we lost the word for bear. Maybe That's why you say the seven? Maybe she says chain because that's like two, that's two steps away, right? She's not saying chain, she's not saying the seven, and she's not saying chandrian. She's not saying Chandrian. She's not saying the euphemism for Chandrian. She's saying a word that sounds like the euphemism for Chandrian. Why should we? Why should she be even talking about the Chandrian? Like I was. I can't believe I'm the one saying this, but you guys take took it too far. Well, but <laughs> maybe she. I mean, look, you're the guys who always like the close read thing. I was doing so now, a bit. I don't think she's talking about the Chandrian at all. Yeah, but now Jeremy is is bought into it. Well, because I've been infected by your madness. <laughs> what if she's saying like you don't have any weapons, but you're also you are you're free here of your need for them. Maybe. 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 I don't really see the connection between the weapons and the fact that she called him a bird. But, meh. Well, no, because it's like, chat him up. the bird who cannot fly, like, what does a bird do? It flies. What oh, does okay, a fighter do? It has a sword and fights. What Got does a, uh, what does uh, something with office, what does, like, the mayor have? He has his chain of office, right? Like, he's got, his quoth has no thing. Like, maybe, actually, he's got his loot, right? Like, I just, it's, it, I don't know. It's you know what it is. It's a fancy way of getting up to the scene where she makes him the shade. That's what it is. I'm turning it to you. We're swapping roles, oh, Jeremy. No. <laughs> I feel like this is a this is a moment of lovely words, but we don't need to read too deep into it. We both just turned it to Jeremy. Finally, I'm rubbing off on you, uh, and listeners, we'll I'll rub off on you on tomorrow's page. Uh, <laughs> Gross. The wind. Wait.